Welcome to Beauty Therapy, a podcast for beauty professionals. I'm your host, Kira Doyle. In our industry, we often give so much we forget to leave anything for ourselves. This is your reminder to take care of the many parts of infinite you. Join me on my quest to cultivate self-love, to become the healthiest, happiest version of you so you can be fully aligned with your work, grow your business, and frankly, kick ass. Hi there, welcome to Beauty Therapy Podcast, a podcast for beauty professionals, creatives, artists, and anyone who needs a little more self-love in their life. I'm your host, Kira Doyle. Thank you so much for being here. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy I'm here, actually. If you listen weekly, I'm so sorry that I've missed you. I took a little bit of an unplanned break. It taught me a lot about what I'm actually capable of. I've been doing some pretty exciting things behind the scenes, including hosting two human design events um, that fell on nights that I usually edit and put out my podcast. And I've had a pretty jam scheduled life all around the past couple of weeks. So I was faced with a decision, which was, do I stay up all night to meet a deadline that I've created to put out this work? Or do I listen to my body? Do I get some rest? And do I just really take a break? And I decided to listen to my body because I know in my heart of hearts that Beauty Therapy Podcast is a marathon, not a 100-yard dash. So I hope if anything, my absence just further proves to you that I am in this for the long haul, baby. You are not getting rid of me. I am so excited to be back this week with an amazing badass guest named Shannon McClay. Shannon earned the nickname Elle Woods while working for big banks like Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor for people who just had millions of dollars. And during that time, she was inspired to create a financial services company that actually cared for the clients and provided them with the services they needed. Not just those big wig clients, but people like you and me, people who are looking to get themselves out of debt, make some good investments, and build a life of their dreams. So she started the financial gym, and she will tell you all about it when we get into this episode. But before we do, I want to say how much Shannon means to me. She is so much more to me than just a woman business owner and a badass financial babe, right? Two years ago, when I jumped back onto my spiritual path, Shannon was actually right at the forefront. I met her at a wellness event, and I was introduced to the financial gym which set me down a path of self-discovery. And I talk all about how it led me to spirituality in episode number eight. And it was through her podcast, Martinis in Your Money, that I was opened up to the world of podcasting. I learned that podcasts could be educational and fun and personal. I mean, before that, I had really only ever used them to listen to true crime. At the time, it was Serial. Now it's Crime Junkie. Love that show. But this was awesome because this this type of podcasting was showing me that it is possible to consume media that's advancing us personally and opening us to different types of practices and modalities and things to really enhance our life on a day-to-day -day basis. So Shannon is a huge part of why you're listening to this podcast today because she definitely inspired me to start Beauty Therapy Podcast. And we have a 
special offer for you, my beautiful listeners. If you are interested in getting your finances in order so you can build the life of your dreams, the Financial Gym has a special offer. When you call for your intro call, your warm-up session, mention Beauty Therapy Podcast to receive 15% off your monthly fee. And that's an incredible fee, you guys, because it's every single month you'll get 15% off. I wish I would have had this when I signed up. It's amazing. They've changed my life. I've been a client for almost two years and I just can't say enough good things about the financial gym. If you're not located in New York, they do Skype sessions. In fact, I've Skyped in my trainer the past couple of times just because I've been too busy to get out of the office. I would love for you guys to join this amazing community and, you know, just start working on your financial fitness. I can't wait. I know you guys are going to love this one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to Shannon McClay. So Shannon, you are the, you know, you're the founder of the Incredible Financial Gym. You have a successful book and a podcast, which I love, Martinis and Your Money. And before we get into all of that, I would love if you could share with our audience a little bit about your background, your upbringing, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, I say, I never, I never wanted to start a business. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I love when I read entrepreneur stories and people were like, I always had the entrepreneurial spirit in me. I had a lemonade stand when I was little and I sold things out of my closet, you know, and I did all these things when I was like five and I, that wasn't me. I, um, just wanted to make money. I wanted to have a really practical career. I was a business major in college. I got an investment banking job right out of college and I made, you know, I was making six figures, um, six figure salary pretty early on in my twenties. And I remember telling people all the time, I'm not changing the world. I'm just making money. That's what I'm doing. And then I was getting to my 30. I was about to turn 30 and, um, had a lot of friends who were having meltdowns about turning 30 because, um, it was, you know, they didn't have kids. They weren't married. They, didn't love their job. They were renting a home. They felt like they should be homeowners, like all these things that they felt like they weren't, you know, successful at and were scared to turn 30 because of them. And I remember telling my then husband, now ex-husband that, um, 30 is going to be so easy for me because I, I have it all. Like I've got the great job. I, you know, we're married, we have this great kid. Um, and you know, the house and 30 is going to be super easy. And so I hit 30, had the best 30th birthday party ever. And it was all great. Then hit 30 and a half and had a complete meltdown, like complete epic meltdown where I was like, I don't want the house. I don't want the kid. I don't want the husband. I don't want the job. I just signed up for somebody else's life. And, um, and whose life is this? Where am I? And in the process of having this meltdown, I was getting life coach and my life coach was, um, gave me different exercises. One of them was to read this book about happiness. Cause I was really unhappy and telling myself I was happy, but I was really unhappy. And I read this book and that was my first aha of building the business. Cause the book was a lot like 300 pages of woo woo. Cause it was written by a Buddhist monk, but at the end of it, what he said was to find ultimate long-term 
happiness, you have to help other people. And it's about helping other people and expecting nothing in return. So literally like, you know, holding the door open for them and not saying, wow, I can't believe they didn't say thank you. Like literally expecting nothing in return. And that was such an aha light bulb moment for me. I said, that feels like what's something I need to do. And I was still working in, you know, in for a hedge fund at the time and it, in investment banking. And that was the, but I started to rethink how I was, you know, what I was doing in my life. And then ultimately that led to me becoming a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch because I needed one. And I felt like I can help so many people. I can help women become financial advisors. Like that's, that's where I'm going. That's my purpose and helping people with money. And I became a financial advisor and at Merrill Lynch to work with me when I was at Merrill Lynch, you had to have two, 300, 250,000 in assets. And I didn't think anything of it at at the time I, I was always around money. So I just thought this will be really easy to bring in clients with 250,000 assets. And I was doing that. And then I started meeting what I call pro bono clients, people who didn't have 250,000 in assets, but wanted to talk to me. And they said, you know, can you help me with my money? And my first pro bono meeting was with a woman and it was just like a movie. She said, I have 250,000 of student loan debt. And I make $50,000 a year doing discovery work. And it's not the six figure job my law, my law school promised me. And, you know, I just, what, what do I do? And I remember just feeling like overwhelmed for her and, um, and something that really touched my heart. She said, and I just feel unlovable. Like who would want to marry me with all this debt? And, and I didn't have any way to help her at Merrill Lynch, but I wanted to help her. So I um, did a financial plan for her on the side and kept doing financial plans on the side and then becoming the worst financial advisor ever because I loved people with no money. I love the pro bono clients. And that work was so much more fun and interesting. And I did that for a little while until I literally had my op- my true Oprah aha week of the gym. And that it started, the week started with, um, a meeting with a couple and they had over a million dollars with me and we were doing their quarterly review and their portfolio investment portfolio was down 3%. And they were just complaining about where their life, you know, where their money was and what was going on. And I spent an hour of my life making them feel better about being a little less rich. And it was so soul sucking. And, and I thought, I guess this is what, you know, financial advisory is, but it was, it didn't feel like my life's purpose, but you know, it was that, that was like the end of that meeting. And then two days later I did a financial plan for a woman, a pro bono client. And at the end of the meeting, the, the, the plan is very similar to the ones we have at the gym. Now, here's how much you need to save. Here's how you handle your credit cards, your student loans, all these things. And at the end of the meeting, she looked me in the eye and she said, you know, you're saving my life, right? And I was like, oh, that was the, the lightning bolt aha of like, wow, this feels so much better than that other meeting. And I need to create a business for people like this, which is the majority of Americans, which are people who, um, you know, don't have 250,000 in assets. I want to talk to a human being and, and, and still feel like they are, are valued and have value and it doesn't matter what's in their bank accounts. And around the same time I was on a weight loss journey and I'd lost over 50 pounds and with Weight Watchers and working out. And I remember thinking around this time, I was thinking about this business idea that to when, when I wanted to get 
physically healthy. I had so many places to go to get physically healthy. And we all have so many places we know we can go to get physically healthy. But if people want to get financially healthy, where would they go? And that was my ultimate dilemma was how do I, where do I send these pro bono clients to that's going to treat them like a human being and with care and, um, you know, but they don't look like what they want them to look like. So I thought you would go to a financial gym to get financially healthy. So I left Merrill six years ago to start building this. And, um, you know, I thought a financial gym, it's like H and R block, but fun and cool. And instead of financial advisors, they're financial trainers and in jeans and t-shirts instead of cheap suits. And, um, and they, and it's a monthly membership fee, just like a regular gym. And, um, and you get the, the help you need and it doesn't matter what you look like. And that was six years ago. And let, and I tell people, I, I thought I'd have gyms across the country, like in no time. I, I thought it's the most brilliant idea ever, but I knew nothing about building a business. I had no, no knowledge of that. So I, the advice I got was, you know, prove the model works, Shannon, like prove people pay you to help them with their money and then, you know, raise money. So I, the next two years I called the dark years where, um, I was going through everything I own personally to support my own lifestyle and, and while not charging people a lot of money to help them with their finances. And I literally went through everything. I went, I remember doing the last withdrawal from my IRA. Um, I literally had no money left. The joke at the gym is when you're in New York in our gym that you're sitting in my 401k because that's where my 401k, I had a 401k that was over 250, $280,000 when I left and that was all gone. Um, and I remember telling my then husband, now ex-husband, but then husband, um, I have nothing left there. There's, I, I literally am worth nothing. And, um, so, you know, I need to go back and work for the bank again. I, this has been real. This has been great. I love helping people, but I need to make money again. And he said, no, I feel like you're onto something. Cause I was really getting the idea of, you know, I was getting results and he's like, no, you're onto something. So he's like, I have some money left in my IRA. So keep going. And, um, right about, about a month or so after that, um, cry fest, I had coffee with a former boss at Merrill Lynch and he, um, I was telling him about, you know, the business and my clients and he was just let go from Merrill Lynch and he had this severance payout and he said, how do you think I should invest this money? And I said, I think you should invest in a small financial services company that's about to run out of money. And that was my first hundred thousand dollar check. And that was, um, helped me get the financial gym name out there and, um, and then build it even more. And then in 2017, we raised $2.1 million from other investors and built our first headquarters gym in New York. And, um, to date I've raised 3.5 million for the gym. We are working with clients in 48 States in the district of Columbia and our clients, we have over 2,500 clients ranging from 17 to 74 and, um, assets of zero to 8 million. Um, debt from zero to 800,000 and everything in between incomes from zero to, you know, seven figures. And, um, and I, I love what I'm doing. We're about to raise money again so we can build three more gyms, um, in the next eight months, uh, Brooklyn, DC and West Hollywood. And, um, yeah, that's me. That's it's so incredible. And congratulations on expanding. It's so yeah. important. I've personally sent like six people <laughs> to you guys. 
<laughs> because it's been so impactful for me. And I would love if we can talk a little bit just about the culture of the gym. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's mostly women, women led, beautiful, exposed. Bro- this is the New York one, right? And it's about community. Like every Wednesday, there's an event. But my mm-hmm. favorite part is when you go in for your first session that the way it feels that it's not like you're sitting across the table with like a like you said like a man in a suit but there's actually a tissue box and a (laughs) glass of wine for you because you know we're gonna cry right how did you how did you start developing that that culture and that community that experience at the gym I I love that you said that Kira that you love the first session because most people are freaked out by the first session when they're coming in so the first session at the gym and it, it could happen in our gym in New York or um, virtually but we call the first session at the gym the financially naked session and we call it that because um, we know that money is the ultimate taboo topic we know that people are really feeling a lot of stress and um, a lot of fear and shame around their financial situation. And this is men and women. And so in that first session, our trainers are going to ask you everything. They're going to ask you, you know, what's in the checking account? What's in, um, you know, if you have a retirement account, do you, what's the credit cards look like? Any other loans? Um, Life insurance. We're going to ask you so many financial details that some, for sometimes for some people, that's the first time they're ever sharing it with anybody. Um, or the first time they're ever saying it out loud, or um, they feel really ashamed of what they look like. And it doesn't matter what they look like. We've had clients with like hundreds of thousands of dollars in their bank who are still as uncomfortable as clients with nothing in the bank. So um, we know there's a lot of emotion. So what, what our, how our trainers get trained is that in that first session, how that client is feeling is it's the equivalent of them taking their clothes off in front of you and you're fully clothed. And so how do you make that person feel in that moment? Like that's what we're, that's part of our trainer training. And, um, it's so the culture is, um, the culture starts for me. People ask, um, I was asked a while ago, can anybody replicate the gym? You know, like, can you have competitors and, um, and I honestly, I wasn't being like ballsy or bravado. I was just like, no, because the gym is truly me. Um, it is, it is a hundred percent. My heart and soul is in it. So a lot of the culture and the, the way that we interact with our clients and how we are is because of what I, um, is from me and how I feel and my, um, my journey and my work with clients. So I'm the OG trainer. I am, I still have clients and I still do, um, training and it's important for me that I do because it helps me, um, help my team and help my team be better trainers as well. But, um, it, it starts from me. And so, um, it's really important for us that we create an environment that people feel safe, that people feel supported, that, um, they feel like they can do anything they want to do in life and not let their finances get in the way of that. Because that's, I think what happens too much there. It used to, used to say that 70% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. That used to be the statistic. And just recently they increased that to 78%. I mean, we're going the wrong direction, right? 78% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. And I just, you know, we got a lot of work to do and there, you know, I love when people ask me, um, So why, why, if I'm living paycheck to paycheck, why should I join the gym? Why should I have an extra bill? And I always say, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, um, 
you, and if $85, which is about our average starting point, if $85 a month is going to, you know, put you in financial ruin, then you need to join our gym. We are the gym you need to join because nobody should live a life where $85 a month is going to stress you out. And nobody should live a life where you're living paycheck to paycheck because the, the never ending stress of that, because I've been there, I got financially naked on my own podcast. Um, but that stress, it's just, it's not, it's not, um, sustainable and it's not, um, it's just not sustainable. And I, I don't want anyone to live a life like that. So get in the gym. A hundred percent. I feel like it's that quote that's similar to that quote that says like, if you don't have 20 minutes a day to meditate, you need to take an hour a day to meditate, right? Like yeah. it's if you, if you have, are focusing on the lack, you probably need more of it. And yeah. I can personally attest that just w- within one session working with Bridget, the way that she, you know, helped me reallocate where my money was going and bundling up my my debt into a consolidated loan. I started saving three hundred dollars a month, like right off the bat. Yeah, and still, I still think like, oh wow, the late fees I would have, I would, you know. So right. it, I have that's that's the thing. I think people do have fear and shame around it, and say I don't even have enough to be considered to be part of this. And I, it's funny you brought up earlier that, you know, your client was tying up self-worth and her capacity to be loved by what was in her Mm -hmm. bank account or the amount of debt that she carried with her. And I feel like there is so much shame, but as soon as we're able to actually bring awareness and shed light on it and look at it with someone else and have somebody else like help us hold that space, it shifts everything. It totally takes it. It takes it away. It that that is that's our key. Our, our really our main goal in that first session with our clients is for them to um, tell it, get it all out there, and feel like it's it's not a big deal because it's not. We don't care what the number. I would say the the stories might start sad, but they don't end sad at the gym. And so, you know, it doesn't matter where they're starting from. It just matters on where they want to go. And so it's really important for us that after that first meeting that a client feels, you know, safe, they feel like um, they haven't been judged and they feel like anything's possible. That is what we're trying to accomplish in our first session with our clients because, you know, they're like, it's amazing how much emotion people have around money and just unnecessarily. I always say like, um, it is, they, they are just numbers. They are all just numbers. They do not define you. They have, and they're not permanent and it's not like they're tattooed all over you. They are just numbers and we give them so much power and energy. And it's, it's just unnecessary because they're just numbers and they're not even, you know, permanent numbers. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's that we want people to understand that and really to get, um, feel empowered by their financial situation. And, you know, you give a great example, Karen, your, your situation where, um, you know, again, where people are like, I don't know if I can afford $85 a month. Well, you know, we're going to help you figure it out. And you're probably not, you know, another, an outside person's opinion, you know, we can probably help you avoid some of the things you're doing. Like, and a great example is you had high interest credit card debt and, you know, needed to, um, 
be smarter about it. And, you know, and that we have all these tips and tricks. We've been doing this, you know, I've been doing this for seven years now. We are collective knowledge and this, as a team, we joke that our Slack channel at the gym is worth millions of dollars. Like <laughs> we have so much. I mean, the, the things that my trainers know is like unreal because we anything from like, here's the best way to meal prep to save money to mm-hmm. here's how you deal with this, um, you know, TSP plan. So we're in the weeds with our clients. And um, and yeah, and sometimes you just need another opinion or some other ideas on how to do it. And um, you know, especially for women though, I, I say if you're living paycheck to paycheck, probably the paycheck's too small, you know. So um we're we're working with our clients on salary negotiation and coaching them on that. And um we just had a client um who is uh she got um she worked with her trainer to do get, you know, set for salary negotiation and she got a three thousand dollar raise and and um we're really excited for her, except, you know, she, uh, the boss though was complete a hole. He said at the end of, so the, the trainer, you know, coaches her through all this. She's all excited. She, she ends up getting this $3,000 raise, but then the boss tells her, you know, you're really unappreciative and, um, you know, a, a, a few other things. And I just, I, our whole team was funny. We were collectively angry on her behalf. Um, <laughs> and we, and what I love about my team is her, this trainer, this client's trainer, she put in our Slack channel. She was so angry. She said, can we do, um, you know, can we send her a card and, you know, just telling her how much we love and support her and, um, you know, and that she did the right thing, like for asking, you know, and for fighting for herself. And, and the team we did, and we actually sent her, we have a, we call it gym magic fund and it's a fund where it's self-funded by clients who we call it gym magic when clients join the gym and have unexpected positive financial results after joining the gym. And you know, whether it could be pay raise or tax refund or credit score going up, we call it gym magic. And, um, so clients who've done well can give back to clients who need a little magic in their life. So we sent, we all signed the card and we sent her a check for $250 for our gym, from our gym magic fund, telling her to keep fighting the good fight. Cause she's worth it. That is so sweet. And I'm sure she really, really, really needed that support at the time because it's so hard to advocate for yourself and yes. for someone you respect as much as your boss to tell you, you really, you know, shouldn't have asked for that. That's just, I mean, what a, what a, you know, what? So yeah, now, now she's going to be working with her trainer on looking for another job (laughs) because nobody should hear that. Obvious next step. (laughs) Yeah. That that's going to be their next quarterly review is going to (laughs) be, and now looking for new jobs. So I actually was going to ask you about the gym magic piece, not the (laughs) funds that you have at the financial gym, but that's amazing. But the, the, part where when you actually do start creating awareness and getting momentum towards your finances, how mm-hmm. money just kind of shifts for you and things do yeah. work out in your favor. And I know it did happen to me personally. I got a check I wasn't expecting for about like money that had been missing, you know, for mm-hmm. three years mm-hmm. and months after I joined the gym. Yeah. Gym what, magic. What That's are some of your craziest magic. client stories around gym magic? Oh, we have them. We have them all the time. So, um, you know, we call it gym magic. It's honestly, it's the universe. You know, if you've read the secret, it's, it's thinking grow rich. It's when you, when our clients join the gym and they make the commitment to pay, you know, 
85 to pay to like focus on their finances. It's like the universe takes you seriously. It's like, okay, so now I'm going to give it back. You, you're working on it. Like you got it. Um, we had, uh, we've had, gosh, we've had so many, we had, um, two of our clients recently have, um, all of their student loans discharged because, um, I mean, they both, they have disabilities, but it's actually really difficult, even with disability, um, when you have federal loans, even with a disability to get them discharged, it's like near impossible. And so, but, but over $160,000 of student loan debt gone, uh, for two of our clients. Um, one of our, one of our clients, as she joined and, uh, her, um, when she got her plan. So part of what we do with our plans is we tell our clients, um, you know, how they manage their expenses, but we also tell them how much money they should be making because, um, you know, if they have all these bills, they have all these life goals. We're like here and here is the salary of, you know, for that. So she was making $90,000 a year and, um, her trainer told her, you know, her, uh, target number was 120,000. Like she needed to be making 120,000. And so this woman was like, okay, I, you know, I just didn't know. And she was in the process of job interviewing. She, um, she asked for, and we told her, we're like, if, and by the way, you know, if you're job interviewing, if you want 120, you should be asking for 130. So, um, you know, that's like where you, your starting point. So she did, um, get a new job and she was, she's making 125,000. Um, and so $35,000 pay increase just because she was like, I just, because I asked, um, we've had clients where trainers say you need to making 60, they make 60, um, you know, significant pay increases like that, that, um, we've had clients, I had a client get, um, she wanted to have $27,000 saved by her 27th birthday. And, um, and she had an unexpected um, gift given to her and, um, she had $27,000 on her 27th birthday and she was like around 10,000 at the beginning of the year, but with a number of different things working in her favor, she was at 27, but thousand by her 27th birthday. I mean, I, it's just like, we have so much, literally like it's part of our training for our trainers. We talk about gym magic and, um, we have our core values for the team. And the first value is we believe in magic. We believe in the unlimited possibilities that come to our clients when they focus on their finances. And it's really important for us when we hire people as trainers that they believe in this because our clients aren't believing they could do it. But if, if we can believe for them and help them focus on it, then we know it's going to come to them. And so uh, we tell it to the, the trainers when, and they're like, okay, um, you know, great. Like new trainers, you know, are like, great. I, you know, I like the idea of gym magic. This sounds nice. And then the best is when new trainers like put in our Slack chat, we have a Slack channel that's hashtag gym magic. And it's obviously you can imagine it's my favorite channel to like be in. And so I love when new trainers are like, I just had my first client with gym magic. Like, da, da, da. like, you know, I just had this and like, and, and we're all, the rest of us are like, yeah, yeah, we told you, um, we told you it's real. So it's like that energetic flow, as you said, where your focus is. And I think also when, when working with the financial gym, I just started loving money again. I feel like it just shifted my whole perspective on it. And instead of thinking it was something that was working against me, it started to become something that was working for me. And when you can love, when you can love your relationship and have respect for money and treat it really well, like 
I knew Bridget was going to kick my ass if I had stupid charges <laughs> by my next meeting. She's a really tough trainer, right? So I was Bridget's like, the hard. Oh my God, Kara, like, you have the hardest <laughs> trainer. You really do. Like, you know it. Bridget's the, the Bridget is the um, Jillian Michaels of our trainer. She is so intense. I'm so blessed to have her. She's made <laughs> such a profound difference in my life. But yeah, I, I started to have respect money a lot, a lot more. And I do think that was part of what brought abundance to me because I wasn't afraid of it anymore. And I wasn't afraid of being in lack. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, we want our clients to take, drop the fear and shame and embrace like empowerment and abundance and just feel like like anything is possible and because we've just seen it happen. So, I mean, honestly, I, I, my, one of my all time favorite stories to share is this, um, this couple, um, that we, we are, the call starts with, or the, the process starts with a warm up call, a free call with our team, which our team is actually most of the warm up call people are clients who that's their side hustle. We pay them to, to, to talk to people about the gym and, um, and so it starts with a warm up call and then you get assigned to a trainer. So this is going back now, gosh, two and a half years ago because it was just me and Bridget. So it was probably a little, it was a little over two and a half years ago. And this couple scheduled a warm up call at 830 at night on a Friday and Bridget has a life. So I was like, I'll do the warm up call. Like I'll, you know, you go out, you, or you have your life. I'll, I'll do the call at 830. So I talked to this couple and, um, the, the husband was, the husband was on the call at first and they had $2,000 in the bank. They were a family of four, no, four kids, sorry. Um, four kids, the, you know, they were just unsure about like just even day to day living. Right. And I think they, they had $2,000 in the bank and their rent was like $1,700, you know? So like wow. it was really tight and with four kids and the wife wanted to quit the job. Wife wanted to have another child. And the wife ended up getting on the call with, you know, we did like they he put on speakerphone where, you know, was chatting with them and, um, and, I was like, okay, you know, all these things. And my head was just spinning on their behalf. And I could literally hear the little baby on the phone, you know, too. And I was like, wow. And so I said, you know, well, we'd love to help you. And, you know, Bridget it would be your trainer. And because um, I wasn't taking new clients at the time. And so they were like, yeah, they they signed up. So um, I'm just going to call them the Smiths. That's not their name, but it's for purposes. So they got started with Bridget and I was literally like, wow, this is, this is hopeless. Like and I didn't, in my mind, I was like, this is a pickle. And then Bridget, like six months later, she's like, you remember the Smiths? I'm like, yeah. She's like, they have $10,000 in the bank and he got a job rate, a promotion and a raise and da da da. And I was like, oh my God, I remember that call feeling like this is the end. And then she was like another, like Another six months later, she's like, remember the Smiths? I'm like, yeah. She's like, she's pregnant with the fifth child. I was like, what? Like, great. And then just recently, she's like, remember the Smiths? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, they're still around. She's like, yeah. She's like, she quit the job. She's home with the kids. Like, I just, it's like a mind boggling to me. Even me sometimes, you know, and I truly believe in magic, but I mean, I just thought, and that's, and I use that example because I just, on that phone, I was like, wow good luck to them. You know, this yeah, is yeah. really, this is rough, but they just, you know, they just needed to start putting the work into that and the person to do it with. And 
and there they go. Yeah, it's little by little over time. When, when mm-hmm. I'm in the beauty industry, and so as hairdressers, we always say, "I'm a hairdresser, not a not a magician." You know, <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can make your hair blonde, but I can't make it make it like pale white in one session. And I certainly can't make you look like, you know, like. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on blondes right now? Britney Spears. Like I yeah. can't, you know, I, I can't. Gwyneth Paltrow. Like yeah, I'm not Gwyneth, giving you that. That's who yeah. I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. But yeah, like it, so it, it, it's so much on the accountability of the, the client or it's yeah. actually all on, on the client. How much to that point, how much do you think, you know, the success clients have at, at the gym is related to the information and the financial education they get from their trainer versus mm-hmm. the sheer accountability that they have. Yeah, that that's, someone a else great, is partnering. that's a great question Kira. I think probably 90% of it is accountability. I really do. I think there's the education part of it. Definitely. But some people just don't get it. Like I have a client who, um, she, she was under allocated in her 401k and had too much cash and she was too conservative. And so we adjusted things and made her more appropriate. She's it's more aggressive than she was. And, um, every time she gets an update every like quarter when she gets an update from her 401k and it tells her she needs to like rebalance, you know, and go to a different, more conservative thing. She freaks out and like emails me and, and calls. And every time I'm like, remember why <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So I've given her the knowledge. <laughs> She's been educated, but she still has the like emotional gut reaction of it. And literally I'm saying this cause she emailed me on Wednesday and she was like, got the statement. She's like, what should I be doing? And now I'm at, I'm at the point I'm like, take a deep breath and breathe. Like, and she wrote back LOL and breathing. So, um, it, it, I think so much of it is the accountability. Like, um, because the thing is like, funny to a few things. Like I, you know, we have, um, the, when clients start, um, working with us, we track their expenses. So I love when, you know, clients are like, uh oh, I'm not going to pay this or I'm not going to buy this because I don't want to have to explain to Shannon um, or Shannon's going to call me out on this and I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to hear it. And so, you know, that's the accountability or like people, people don't want to look at their money every single day. Like, it's just not, you know, even no matter how much you love it, you're, you've got other things in life you're doing. You're living your life. You're working your, you got your family, whatever you're doing your thing. So you don't want to look at your money all the time. So what we do is, you know, every three months we're reaching out to our clients and we're like, Hey, it's time to check in, look at the money. And the funniest thing is our clients are, we always give homework assignments to our clients. There's always to do's to be doing. And when you look at the activity around with clients around their money and their homework, it usually happens right before quarterly review, either during the review or right after. And then three months goes by and they probably don't do anything else. Like we're saying, that's why we set up a lot of like systems and, you know, like automate a lot so that they don't have to think about it. But literally like, it's like, I have clients, I'll be like, Hey, it's time for a quarterly review. And they're like, Hey, can you send me my homework? You know, which, which I gave them three months ago. Right. But like they didn't do it. So, um, but they're going to do it right before we meet or we're going to do it together. So it's the accountability of like, you know, yeah, we told them what to do, but if we didn't reach out again in three months, they wouldn't do it. 
totally. I when whenever I get my reminder from Bridget, if she offers me like the first of the month through the thirtieth, I'm gonna take the thirtieth because I'm like, oh, what I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean up so much in thirty days. <laughs> She's not gonna know. She's gonna think I'm so great. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh yeah, or we have clients like push it back. It's like, hey, it's time for your quarterly review. They're like. Mm. Can we meet like in a few weeks? Like, do we have (laughs) to meet? You know, because, yeah, I got to clean up some stuff. But um, before like the weigh in and you're you're looking at it. But yeah, you wouldn't do it otherwise. Right. You just keep going on and doing your thing. I mean, the worst is like January or right before Christmas. I'm like, it's Christmas. Um, (laughs) She's stacking the papers, looking at me from across the table like, hmm, interesting. You had a lot of retail spend this month. Totally. Totally. (laughs) interesting I could totally see her doing that <laughs> she is, she's the best shout out to Bridget and she's not she's not taking clients anymore right no I mean she takes them one off here and there because she's one of our most experienced trainers so when we have clients who have more complicated um finances they'll they'll go to her but um yeah she's um she's employee number one of the gym and she has been with me now three years. And I would say three years at a startup, like startup years are like dog years. Like, so for every one year at a startup is like seven years at a regular job. So, um, the fact that three years have gone by and Bridget is still here. I just like, I tell her every time I look at her, I just want to cry. Cause it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're still here. I love you. Oh, <laughs> I love her. too. I love her too. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for, for picking her. Thank you for putting me with her. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my listeners are beauty professionals, right? Mm-hmm. And where the industry is kind of shifting is people going into a space of independent, uh, they're renters behind the chair. We're, they're not really having that, you know, traditional 401k. Could you, I, and you have the most interesting uh, conversation about retirement, right? And our thoughts about how we put our money towards retirement when I was at a session with you years ago and Bridget kind of reiterated for me as well, like how it, it's not all about that 401k, but this is a big conversation that comes up with, uh, with, with my audience and with hairdressers that are independent, like how much should they really be putting towards, towards that retirement goal? And if it's not a 401k that's supported by a traditional company, how do you, you know, get, get set up on getting your own thing rolling? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we don't love the whole 401k retirement planning aspect for people. And it's an old school mentality and it's usually like your dad's advice and, um, people freak out if they don't have the retirement plan. The way we think about saving for our clients is we think about saving in order of when we're going to need the money. So the analogy that we um, give a clients the before we then in our first session with our clients, we talk about a road trip and we talk about to help our clients visualize the process and what we're going to be working on together. And the way we say it is we imagine our adult lives like a road trip from New York to California and New York is starting out in California's retirement. And we say it's our job to get our clients to California when they want to get there, live in the house they want to live in when they get there and make all the stops along the way that they want to make and live their best lives. And then once we come on board, we're the ultimate backseat driver, right? So if you tell us that you want to have kids, kids are, are wonderful. I have one. Um, they're fantastic, but they're expensive. And so kids is, is Orlando. It's Disney World. It's the ultimate expensive off the beaten path detour to California. Right. Um, so 
but they're great. But if you want to have kids, well, then that means like maybe you won't see Seattle. Maybe you're not going to make it to Chicago. You're going to have to adjust the road trip um, because of that. And um, and you're still going to have a great road trip. It's just going to look different. And, you know, again, if you want to have children, I would say if, if, if that destination is on your road trip, again, it's fantastic. But um, any way to the, the kid destination is going to be expensive because either you're, it's going to happen naturally and, you know, you have them and they're expensive or you um, have challenges getting you have fertility challenges and you're going to, um, do, you know, pay extra for in vitro or, um, or adoption or whatever, you know, path you're going to take, that's going to be expensive. Or you're not totally sure yet, but you want to freeze your eggs and that's $10,000 an egg to freeze. So everything along the way to kids is expensive. So, um, we want our client saving for that. And then, um, and then, you know, the big thing too, that we want our clients to understand is to really is set goals, set destinations for your road trip, because so many people don't know what they're working for and what they're working toward, or they're just driving around aimlessly financially because they don't have goals and destinations. So do you want to start your own business? Do you want to, do you want to open your own salon? You know, do you want to, um, you know, w- whatever you want to do, take another job, make less, like stay home. Like there's a lot of things you want to do. And set those destinations and set, you know, start figuring out the financial. That's when I think the best things we do too at the gym is we ask our clients, you know, what their destinations are and then we give a financial value to that. So if you want to stay home, so that couple, for example, that where's the wife wanted to stay home. Well, if she wanted to stay home, then they'd need to be living off of only his paycheck. So their exercises they were doing before she quit her job was just living off of his income and saving her entire paycheck. And they knew that if they could save her entire paycheck every month, then, um, she could quit her job. If they couldn't, then she definitely needed to keep working. That was the exercise. So we do these different financial exercises, but the point about going to retirement savings and savings is that retirement is California. So, um, yes, we're heading to California. Um, we're eventually going to get there, but it's California and you've got a lot of life to live between here and California. And there's a lot of destinations before then, and you need cash for those destinations. So, um, you know, so you don't get into credit card problems and and other problems because your money's sitting in California. And when you invest in a retirement plan, like a 401k, 403b, um, IRA, uh, TSP for like all these, I said the alphabet soup of, uh, letters is, is pretty much your retirement options. When you put that money for most options, you, unless you're older than 59 and a half, you're going to pay a penalty to take money out of it. And you're also going to get taxed on the money you take out of it. So that's what, you know, I had over 280,000 and I, you know, it's all gone, but, um, you know, I didn't get 280,000 out. I probably between taxes and penalties, I, you know, probably lost almost half of that. So, you know, I'd saved it and it grew, but I lost half of it because I took it out too soon. So what we want our clients to do is, um, is save in the way they're going to need the money. So if you have big financial destinations like kids, like business ownership, like a home, then you want to save money outside of a retirement account and in what's called a brokerage account, or we still want you to invest and we still want your money to earn more money, but we want it in a more accessible account for you so that when, and if you need that money, you can, you can take it without 
penalties. We want you saving and we want you saving and investing, but we want you thinking about what, okay, first, first destination on our road trip with our clients is going to be your emergency savings fund. Do you have three to six months of your monthly expenses saved? That's Philadelphia, right? So we're going to New York to Philadelphia. We got to make sure we're prepared for Philadelphia before we're worrying about California. So do we have our emergency fund funded? If that's funded, great. Now we're thinking about the next like two to five years of what's happening. Where are we heading next? And do we have the money for that and saving and investing for that? Once we're, we're good and good place for that, then we'll start thinking about California and, um, and putting money there. And I always say, we're not telling our clients to not save we're, we're our clients are actually saving, um, more aggressively than in retirement accounts, but we're just having them save in, um, the way they're going to need it instead of, and, and eventually all the money you're saving is eventually going to become your retirement. I mean, you're just, you're just building your wealth in different ways. So don't fix it. Don't worry about, um, retirement per se, but really get into a saving mentality is what we want our clients to be getting into. Absolutely. I, I was like, it just cleared up so much for me with the road trip analogy. <laughs> that was yeah. like, it was like game changer for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, so we have, you know, I've got, I've got two couples recently, um, that I've, I, they've been with me now over two years. And for the first year, they were both maxing out retirement accounts. And I told them early on, I didn't think they should do that because one couple is uh, in the military and they're both going to be out of the military and they're still young. So once they're out of the military, they don't know what they want to do next, but it could be a business like they ha they don't know yet. But there's, you know, a lot of life before 59 and a half for them still outside of this when they leave the military. And then, um, the other couple is they're, they're 30 years old and they want to buy a home and they live in New York. So of course, home ownership is expensive. So I, um, so for both of them, I was like, I think you, you know, you need more money in the middle bucket, you know, in the middle of the road trip bucket than retirement. So, but I said, all things being equal, you know, if we're save, hitting all our savings goals, then you could still keep contributing. But you know, I kind of, that was me being the backseat driver. I'm like, it's their road trip. So whatever. Then a year into this, their, their retirement accounts are growing and their other accounts are growing, but not as much. And I said, I think we've got to cut back on the retirement and we really need to be beefing this up. So the, the younger couple was like, just don't tell our dads, you know, like, <laughs> and I said, I don't want to tell your dads, but I said, we're still saving. We're just, and they just had their first child. So now, you know, they really need, you know, money in that space and they're going to need that home sooner than later. And then the other couple, we were literally just had their quarterly review and they're like, should we increase our 401ks back? Or, you know, should we increase the TSPs? And I'm like, no, remember you don't have enough money saved in the middle. And I know you might be paying some taxes and it might, you know, be a little bit more. I said, but you're paying for the convenience to have the funds in this bucket, not the other. And they're like, okay, thanks for reminding us. Seriously. I was like, I'm not worried about retire. And with both of those couples, retirement is like all set. When you invest a, a rule of thumb is that about every seven years, your portfolio will double. That's just like a back of the napkin kind of thing. So if you have a portfolio, that's a hundred thousand dollars in seven years, that's likely going to be 200. And then another seven years, that's likely going to be 400,000 and another seven years, that's going to be 800,000. So 
for clients that are already like on a good start, I'm like, we're good. Like by retirement, like with both of them, we were looking at like million dollar retirement portfolios. But I'm like, but you need $120,000 to buy this home and you got, you're sitting on 40,000 cash. So we need more cash to buy the home. So, um, anyway, so thinking about the road trip and, you know, saving like that is, is what we're, we're prioritizing. Um, but there are different, you know, retirement vehicles if you're filling out the buckets and, and you could still set up your own retirement accounts without having to work for a company. Absolutely. And so the financial gym I know we mentioned is in New York and building new locations. Um, mm-hmm. But you also do offer virtual, right? Digital across mm-hmm. across the across the country. So anybody yeah. that is in the U.S. can sign up and get a trainer. Um, mm-hmm. and you'll do. I did a video yeah, chat with Bridget the last time. I didn't even go in because I yeah. was so busy. Oh, I joke that around winter time in New York too, especially our clients are like, let's just chat. Like, let's just <laughs> Skype because I don't want to leave the house. It's too cold. Um, yeah, the we ha- and we have the same results with our virtual clients as we do our clients in New York. So um, yeah, we're 48 states. So we're in every state, but um, we're every state but Wyoming and North Dakota. So, but I love our clients so much. One of our clients in Atlanta was like, do you want me to move to one of those states so we can change this. <laughs> I said, I wouldn't do that. So we'll, we'll eventually get our Wyoming and North Dakota clients. But the funny thing about that, doing that analysis is we've got a client in South Dakota. Like who knew? Wow. I mean, and we've got, and it was funny when I first started doing the exercise, it was because of, I remember seeing a uh, client in Hawaii and we, we actually have multiple people will say, Oh, are you not in Hawaii and Alaska? We actually have multiple clients in both Hawaii and Alaska. Um, but I was then I was like, what other states are we not in? Um, and there we go. Those are our two missing ones. Well, I, I have someone I can put you over to. <laughs> She'd be great. <laughs> I was think I thought I didn't know anyone from South Dakota, but I realized I I did the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. when she sent me her address. I was like, Oh, interesting. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so Shannon, you do so much to take care of other people. And I know you gave up, you know, your, your 401k is the financial gym that, that we get to sit in. What are some of the self-love rituals that you do to, you know, cultivate a little bit of that back for yourself so that you can keep going and keep, and keep giving to others? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is going back to that happiness book, it's just, it's so true. So it's funny. I did give up everything, um, I own, I did, I was in a financially bad place personally because of building the business. And I remember, um, after, uh, like it was about last summer and I had needed to sell the home that we were living in. Cause that was just like, it was unsustainable. Plus I'm divorced now. And it was like, couldn't do it. And I felt really a lot of guilt because moving my son out of the home he'd been in since kindergarten and he's, you know, all these things, but I had to make that decision. So finally sold the home. I'm in a less expensive um, place and I, you know, I feel like I'm like my finances are in order. And then I got a call last year, it was right after I sold the home, got a call in my new place and from a client slash podcast listener. And she was like, um, so, you know, the gyms meant so much to me. Um, you know, I, I want to give, um, I want to give, uh, I think it was like $1,500 to the gym magic fund because, um, you know, it, it's been great. And I'm like, perfect. I love that. Um, can't wait. So, and then she said, and then, um, 
I also though, she's like, I want to give $1,500 to you personally because you do so much. I feel like you're like the cobbler with like, you know, the shoes, you know, with holes in them kind of thing. And I feel like you don't take care of yourself enough. And, you know, I want to like, so I'm calling you because I want to get like your address. Like I want to like give you $1,500. And I, it meant so much to me. I mean, I was literally like crying, like a, you know, crying my eyes out. It was the sweetest, sweetest gesture. I mean, I love, love this personal um, client for doing this. So um, I said, I really appreciate this so much. And it means so much to me that you said that, but honestly, like I've gotten my financial house in order now. And um, I would like you to give that to gym magic fund. So if you can just do that as well, that would be great. So she's like, no, 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 this is for you. Like you need to take care of you. And I'm like, honestly, I'm good. Like I really do. But there, we have so many clients who, who could really use this and it's not me. So, um, so she did, she gave it the other 1500 to the gym magic fund. And, um, and so, you know, what do I do for self care? I, um, I have gotten, I, I have a very, I am a, a really type a overachiever and I have a very high, work ethic. So, um, I don't think a lot about working seven days a week. I'm usually doing some kind of work seven days a week, but about a year or two ago, I did, I did feel like I was, it just felt like, you know, a little bit, I was feeling getting starting to get burnt out. And my, um, significant other said, um, you know, you should, you should like just do nothing. Like you need to do a, a day of doing nothing and, you know, don't do gym work and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and I was like, Oh, okay. But it like, it was like really unsettling at first. And so, um, but then I did, I didn't check the emails. I didn't do, I spent like a day and it felt good and the world didn't end. And it was like, all great. So now every other weekend I am not with my son, he's with his dad. So every other weekend when I don't have my son, I will do, um, I will take a day at least where I don't do anything generally. Like I, I have boundaries. Like I won't schedule client meetings. I won't do, um, emails. I just, I won't. And, um, and that feels that change that was game changing for me. That felt really like self care for me. Cause like I could unplug. So essentially I take two days off a month and it feels really good. Um, but that's me. And you know, and I work, the reason why I work with my, the weekends I have my son is he doesn't wake up until one o'clock in the afternoons. Cause he's like a teenage boy. So I usually work up and wake up and do work while he's sleeping. So, um, and then I'm done by the time he wakes up, but yeah. So self-care for me is that it's, I take, um, I take at least two days off a month to not do anything. And then, um, honestly, like the, the gym is like self-care for me too. I, I got an email, um, two, uh, two weeks ago from this gentleman who's in California and he's a client of ours. And he said, I just have to thank you for building this business. Like it's changed my life and shout out to Jessica, my trainer and like all this stuff. And I said, and I wrote him back and I said, I really appreciate this email. Thank you. I said, I literally gave up, you know, everything I own to build this business. And this email is like the best return on investment ever. So thank you. So things like I, I, I get that all the time. I love it. Yeah, because I mean, the work you're doing is is so fulfilling for other people. And I love that that pours back over into you. you know? It's the happiness book. I mean, the yeah. guy was right. The Buddhist monk was totally <laughs> right. I mean, he, he was and it was the reason why it was an aha for me. It it truly is. That is my happiness. It's not like the money. It's not a massage. It's not a pair of shoes. Like my happiness is getting emails like that. Like that's that's it. Like that keeps me going. I'm like, let's, let's keep doing this. Like that's, that's my energy. 
Well, we're so grateful for you that you just keep doing this. It's, it's such, a, it. such an amazing <laughs> space. Shannon, what's up next for you? I know you have the, the new locations coming, which is amazing. Yep. The new locations, we're, we're, we're currently doing a lot of hiring, doing, like preparing for that. So we are a team of 23 people right now. Um, we are looking, we're going to be doing a big hire class in September. And we're looking, that class will likely be somewhere between 17 and 20 people in September. is going to be starting at the gym. So in different roles, um, trainers, we're hiring our first engineering team. So technology people, marketing people, uh, accounting. So, um, that's exciting. Um, so literally the company is going to be doubling in a few months and, um, and just, um, really, you know, I, every day I, um, do what I do to help, um, you know, clients drop the fear and shame. You know, somebody who's like, how big does your business get? I'm like, well, or, you know, what do you do after this? I'm like, well, 76% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Like we got a lot of work ahead of us and, and we're, you know, I'm committed to, to this, um, for that. And then ultimately though, my longer, longer term plans, cause I like talk, cause we're all about manifesting at the gym and helping our clients. And for me, I'm definitely, I'm all about the gym. I will be here. Um, it's my life's purpose for, you know, however long, um, until we have gyms across the country. But when, and if we ever do, um, sell the gym, I would, um, I will start the golden girls fund. So golden girls, the TV show is my Saturday night entertainment growing up. And I just love the golden girls. And, um, I want to start a, a fund, a venture capital fund to invest in early stage female founded businesses. And, um, because that's a huge issue, you know, with only less than 3% of women getting venture capital money and, um, that, you know, there's obviously a huge need there and not just give money, but I really want to give them and the support they need to start the business that I feel like I had to learn the hard way. Me and my team have had to learn the hard way, really want to help them, you know, have success earlier, um, by like kind of being an extension of their startup team. So eventually golden girls fund is going to be out there. I love that. I love, I love, and I love the reference to the, the golden girls, which was yeah. amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Last question for you, Shannon, where can we find you? Yeah. So, um, financialgym.com is where you can find out more about what we're doing on Instagram. It's at the financial gym. I am personally on Instagram at the Shannon McClay. And, um, I have a podcast called martinis and your money living a better life, one cocktail at a time. And that is on all the podcast networks, um, Apple, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Which is so good. And sometimes I have a drink along with you guys and sometimes yeah. I'm going for a run, you know, it's very flexible. Uh -huh. <laughs> you take it however you like it. You guys are going to love this podcast. It's been a huge game changer for me. In fact, your podcast is what got me started into podcasts at all. Never mind starting it. one. So thank you for now, that. I forgot to I, tell you've you heard that. Me say, you've heard me say on the podcast, Kira, I, I think people ask, is there too many podcasts? And I'm like, or should I do it? And I'm like, well, first of all, your voice is not out there. So there's not too many podcasts. And, you know, everybody has a different and unique um, voice to bring to it. And I think there's always room for more. I, that's absolutely true. So anyone that's feeling like they want to start one, you guys should too. Thank you so much, Shannon, for being here. Kira. Well, that wraps up my conversation with Shannon McClay. 
I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you are encouraged to either start your own badass business or just to get your finances a little bit in better order. Maybe you want to make some big investments. I don't know. Don't forget that you can mention Beauty Therapy Podcast to receive 15% off your monthly membership, which is huge. And if you like this podcast, please rate and review. It means the world to me as a small podcast. I enjoy every single review. I read every single review. They just make me feel great. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy the rest of your week. I will see you next time for your weekly dose of beauty therapy.